Would you say no to your family business if you knew it wasn't right for you? That's exactly what today's podcast guest did so that she could focus on building a business of her own and do it her own way. It's so good, especially because you all know how much I love sharing stories of fellow entrepreneurs breaking the quote unquote rules when it comes to building a business. Today, Stacey Ho is sharing her story of how she's showing up as her real self and building a business to amplify her awesome. Once you've listened, come on over to today's show notes and share your biggest takeaways and connect with Stacy directly at youngpratt.com slash 309. Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your business? Something holding you back from the success you're seeking? If so, you are not alone. For nearly 20 years, that's exactly how I felt as a business owner. It wasn't until I discovered human design that it all became clear. And it turns out that I was the missing piece in my own business. Join me on this journey of discovering the real me and hear stories from other business owners building businesses around all of their awesomeness. I'm Young Pratt, and it's time, my friend, to amplify your awesome. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. I am so excited you're tuning in today because today's guest is going to knock your socks off. I am so excited to introduce you to Stacy Ho. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Stacy because I am so impressed with everything that she's done and what she is doing now. Stacy is an entrepreneur. She is a published author. She's the host of the new podcast, She Means Business, where she's on a mission to help women start businesses who don't know much about business with tips and advice and lessons so that women can go out there and start amazing businesses and make an impact on the world. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Young. I'm so grateful to be here and it's so awesome for everyone to amplify their awesome. Yes, we love that. I know, personally, it's been a long time coming, you know, all the years of running a business, trying to figure out how to do things the right way. And finally, things are clicking. And I'm like, oh, we got to share this. And, and I know recently, we're going through an experience together. I'm relaunching my podcast, mm-hmm. you're launching your podcast. And the story you shared about you have a family business, and you wanted to do things your own way. Can you take us back to the moment when you decided, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this over here. So sure. First of all, thank you for inviting me for this awesome show. And I just want to be very genuine and just pour my heart out right now. So I will be rambling. Um, My family business is so exciting, kind of, kind of not. It's in hair loss. So my dad has a hair loss tonic and it, it really works. I have the formula one day I will get it moving. But when I was, when my father passed away, it was like 10 years ago when I was 27 and I was, first of all, I was so distraught that like, even if I open up my dad's files and his notes, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't like his handwriting. Like, I'm just so sad about it. I couldn't look at his business notes without crying. So that was one thing that was like loss in this sorrow. And then when, when like, let's say time passed and then I was looking at my life and thinking like, okay, because I know what dad says, when you commit to something, you really have to commit. And could I commit and do, am I passionate about like 
taking photos of men who are thinning their hair and making marketing posters for this. And I'm just, and I really thought to myself, like, I'm not ready for this, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily passionate about it. And so I said no to it. I said, you know what? I, I can't do it. And I, maybe the other, the better word is I won't do it. And it's just now it's not the time. So instead what I did was I, I still kept in the business world because my father has been like, I was my dad's apprentice since I was 14 years old. So I'm so blessed. I had almost 13 years of, you know, full apprenticeship, but actually 27 years, just seeing what my dad is in business and being raised by my parents in business. And like, so what I did instead was I became a tutor because that was the closest thing that I could reach to, especially in Hong Kong. I don't know if you know, but tutoring is like huge, huge. It's like a huge industry. So I taught my love of business through business studies and economics to high school students. And I also became an SAT prep coach. So that's what I did. And, um, and that was a job. And then it became a self-employment kind of freelancing, like remote work, work from my home, work on my own terms. And it, it grew from there. And then um, I had an experience of growing a language school, online language school with my partner at that time. So sometimes when you, you have a relationship with a partner and you're growing it, and when that relationship ends, the business ends too. So what I realized is like, sometimes it's better to do your own thing. <laughs> and because you know it's just better do your own thing and so that's been my journey so far and it's like I'm happy that I said no at that moment to the family business and there is something in my heart like I will not die letting my my dad's company not flourish and there's going to be a time in my life where I'm going to choose that and I'm going to win at an extremely high level and that's like in the back burner for me. So this is the process I'm going, um, going through right now. Wow, so many nuggets in that story. The fact that you said no and you meant no at that time. And I think so many business mm -hmm. owners, women, we think if we hear a no or we say a no, that it's like this definite line in the sand, you never get to cross it again. And in the business world, mm -hmm. the cool thing is that that's not always true. We can say no for now mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I'm going to put this on the shelf for now and I'm going to come back to it later because it has to be the right time. It has to have the right excitement around it. It has to have the enthusiasm to, to run and build a company. So if you're listening out there and there's something that you're debating on right now, making a decision, no doesn't always mean no. And I know that's a lesson I've been trying to instill in my girls when we run up against challenges in school. So you know what? Well, this person said no. So you know what? Let's, let's go around the other way. How can we problem solve this? And that's what I love about yeah. the story, Stacey. You were a total problem solver. You said, you know what? This is a no for now. And I'm going to go do these things. And oh, it's going to pivot a little bit more and a little bit more. And you've done all these amazing things. And What's one thing you would say that you have learned from this idea of pivoting and moving and shifting and, and saying yes to certain things right now in your life? Okay. That's such a awesome question that I'm going to do my best to unpack in a structured way. It's, it's like, I realize what I'm really good at and I'm really, really good at teaching. This could possibly be from the fact that 
my parents had five children. I'm the middle. And Greg and Jay, my brother, little brother and sister, like we've always tutored them. Not that they need tutoring, but it's just like after school, helping out with the science project and, you know, learning things together. So I've always been tutoring and I've always been teaching. And I realized like, I really love teaching and I follow that passion and I teach. Okay, so I do pro bono teaching as well. Like I don't need to be paid. And then I get paid ridiculously high rates as well. And I, the point I'm trying to get to is like the skills that I acquire in different business settings are transferable. And that's what it gives that like, like fluidness. So for example, like I'm an SAT prep coach. So maybe your daughter's later, I'm, I can like give them whenever, when they're ready to take their SATs, like give them that one hour power session with them. Like I know what it takes to win an SAT and I know how to get my students there. And then I'm able to transfer that motivation and that inspiration to my other coaching clients as well. So it's kind of like everything I do, I'm going to spend time learning in this field and then learn how to transfer. And like there are people who don't do that and that's okay too. But what makes my life more effective is whatever I do, I know that I can shift between it and be adaptable in different situations. Ooh, that's so good. Being able to transfer skills from one thing to the other, because I hear this a lot and you probably do as well. Well, I don't have any skills in that particular area. And we discount what we already know and the gifts we're, we're given and that we're good at because they just come easily to us. We don't even think people need those things. But the idea that you can pivot and shift and everything you've learned, it's like packing the suitcase, right? You packed your suitcase for 20 years and you carry these things. So even if you go to a different location, the suitcase can still come with you, right? And you just keep you get to keep adding to the suitcase because your skills just compound and being able to adapt and mold and say, oh yeah, I could do that. I did something similar, maybe not quite the same. However, those same skill sets are going to really be beneficial in this particular arena. So I love that so much. Oh my goodness. And Young, may I just add one part to that as well? Absolutely. Is is that there's transferable skills, which is awesome. And at the same time, my really good friend, Yogesh Kapoor, he is a top uh, speaker. He's like, you know, one of the world's top speakers in Toastmasters. And he called me and he was like, Stacy, like, what are you world-class at? Oh, good right? question. And that was a powerful question. Like, I was like, yeah, what am I world-class at? And I'm like, okay, like, I know I'm world-class at teaching. But the follow-up question I asked myself when I was writing my journal was like, okay, but what do I want to be world-class in? Mm. Because I'm always learning, I'm always growing, and I'm always evolving. And one of my big dreams is to be, I don't know if you've watched this show in the U.S. called Shark Tank. Yes, I have watched it before. Oh my gosh, it is my favorite show. I want to be the sharks and be like, yes, no, $100,000 for 5%. Like, I, I really want to be that. <laughs> and my mentor, so one of the things that, you know, I've been really blessed with is after my father passed away, somehow in my life, I've had just like these different mentors come in. So I also am learning from someone older than me with more experience. And he laughed at me. He laughed at me 
when I told him my dream was to be a business uh, investor like Shark Tank. And he's like, Stacey, you're an econ tutor. Like, why would you, like, what experience do you have? Like, what could you even do? Like, you know, and why would anyone listen to your advice? And he wasn't being, like, he was saying it in a very loving way. Like, I can tell the difference. He wasn't bullying me. And that planted the seed of like, oh my gosh, like, I want to be an investor. So what do I have to do? I want to be world-class in that. So I actually like just put it out there. And then somehow or other, another person who knew that I am teaching, but I want to have more, like invited me to join his company as, as an investment consultant. And now I'm learning about funds and stocks and it's completely, I have zero knowledge and it's an incredibly steep learning curve. And it's, and I was so funny. I was talking to my boss and I was like, um, you know, uh, how much should I read? And he's like, you should read all the time. <laughs> how long should I read the markets and the business information he's like like almost all the time and I still consider myself an entrepreneur even though I have this um, investment consulting job because I'm doing whatever it takes to get myself to that level and I'm acquiring those skills and and I'm starting fresh so that's that's something that I didn't have the skill set and I frankly don't have the skill set but I'm building it and I think that's, there's that humility too. So there's some women out there who they really do might not have the skills in the field that they want to be in. Mm -hmm. Then that's the time to like, where do I acquire, acquire these skills? What do I do? How do I get into it? Right. Well, in the path that you're taking to find this mentor and you're now working in a business that does what you want to do, this is the fastest path to success. Cause I mean, the world is shifting at an enormous rate right now with online learning. And I mean, I hate to say this, but traditional education, it's still there and I think it will still serve a place, but it's not the right path for every person. And the idea of going mm -hmm. to somebody who has done what you want to do, like you're doing and say, teach me everything. How do I learn? If there's a passion burning inside of you right now as you're listening and you want to learn something that is, you know, totally outside your realm of knowledge now, that's okay. You just need to, to find the people in your life who can help you get there faster, mentor with them, ask them questions, you know, d dive into whatever they've created and, you know, reach mm -hmm. out because people I have found in this past four weeks, especially, are so willing to help us. And they're just waiting for someone to ask them because they have all this knowledge. They may not run a business. However, they're doing really successful things in their lives. And they're waiting for someone and they're so happy and so gracious with their knowledge and say, you know what? Yeah, I would love to teach you that. It would be, it would be my pleasure to do that. So yeah, go out there and, and, and finding a mentor like Stacy has done and finding someone who can guide you, I think is so critical. We often overlook that, I think, because, you know, we never want to ask for help. Like, oh, I want to learn this, but mm -hmm. I just don't know. Like, do I know enough? And like, and, and all the self chatter and this and the and the self deprecation starts to roll in. But if there is something that's on your heart and you want to get to that next level, go out there and find somebody. And chances are, you're only a few connections away in our world to talking to the people that can help you get there fastest. Yeah, hundred percent. So good. So I want to know right now in your world of teaching and, 
and you're doing so many things. It's, it's astonishing to me. And I know. I think, <laughs> and I think we're doing this interview in the middle of a night for you, which is, which is even more crazy because I probably would be standing up here at the mic falling down if, if that were me. Um, for the students you're teaching now and you're tutoring, are there lessons you're teaching them now that can help them think about the world of business differently? So I would, I will answer that question in context of econ and business because it's kind of different with SAT prep. But in the context of econ and business, well, one of the blessings I have is I have this one-on-one -on -one relationship with my students because I'm a private tutor and I'm a private academic coach. And so for them, we do definitely cover the curriculum, but I do very much so add on case studies for them. They share things that my dad taught me about business and kind of not only that, but I kind of instilled <laughs> Like I instill this character and moral mm. development in them as well, because there is this archaic old way of doing business, which is like, you just buy something for $1, you sell it for $3, who the hell cares if it's good or not, you made $2. And that, I think that worked when there were so many customers and not many suppliers and not many mm -hmm. businesses. Nowadays, it's like, there's so many different options for people and People are also sensitive about, you know, what type of company you are, what values you have. And it's not only about making money. So that's one thing that I really instill in my students is like, you have to know, like you're adding value and you have to know, like when you do something, choose a business that you're, you're making the world a better place. <laughs> it's yes. like, and when you, when you just chase the thing is a lot of, not, I won't say a lot of people, but the old paradigm is like, you're chasing the money and you're chasing what you're good at. You're chasing the money. Um, I would say the new paradigm is like, whatever you're good at and you're passionate about, and you're willing to be consistent, persistent, and committed to like developing something in the long game, the money will come. Hmm. So good, you know, and as a former professional dancer, this is something that I heard over and over again. You can never make money doing that. That's not a job. That's not a, that's not something you need to do. That's just a hobby. But, you know, it, it's, you know, and, and I let the outside world kind of dictate sort of, you know, what I was able to do in that world, like thinking, oh, it's okay. I'm poor, you know, just the whole mentality around it. But to come out on the other side and say, you know what, it's okay. I need to live a life that really fuels me, that fires me up, that I get excited yeah. every day to wake up and I can go out there and add value, you know, to whatever you're doing. You know, when I was out there dancing, performing, like that, I was adding value to their lives by taking them on these, these emotional roller coasters through movement and, t and telling stories, you know, and, and now you're out there helping your students learn all these different worldly things about business and helping the paradigm to shift because I think it's kind of like the school system where it's kind of antiquated, archaic, and there's this, this um, box that everything lives in. And now it's, mm -hmm. it's really the time when we're so connected across the globe and things like technology help us to connect in real time like this. The opportunities right now are astounding. So many ways that people can add value. And I know I look at my girls, you know, they're 17 and 14 and the skill sets they have. And I always try to encourage them and say, you know what? you're really good at this. And they kind of look at me like, 
wait, but it's so easy. Like that's not a job. I was like, no, but the things you're doing, people actually are needing in this world right now. So if you can provide those services and you're adding value to their lives, helping their lives be better, that's a win for sure. And to talk about like this paradigm shift. So there's this, uh, there's this boarding school entry question, essay question. And it's like, what is more important, kindness or intelligence? Mm. Okay. And in my interesting point of view, the answer is kindness. <laughs> or at least what I choose for myself is kindness because anyone in my interesting point of view can be intelligent. Mm-hmm. Not every, I wish it were different. I really wish, I sincerely wish it were different. Not everyone is kind. And I think that's like how there's so much opportunity in business right now for women because we are all that kindness and we don't have to fit this like ruthless, like, ha ha ha, like, even though it's awesome, like it's awesome to be a godfather uh, mob boss as well, (laughs) but it's like, you know, there, you could be successful and you don't have to like, you know, smoke cigars and I mean, just whatever you think that it is required and it's not you and that's what i love about this amplify your awesome podcast and what you're doing here young it's just like you could just be you so you know? much and you could yes. have your- yes so good and i love this idea of kindness and the idea that women can rise together we can support each other we can uplift one another we don't have to beat each other down like the old school of business like that is not what this world is about it's really about this kindness helping each other helping each other see the gifts we don't see in ourselves because i think that so often is like the missing piece like there's these gifts we all have and you know there's inklings in us and, and we kind of squash them down because you, you know who are we to, to to enjoy you know life fully and who are we to live these big lives and these big dreams but if we the more of us that, that come together and lift one another up and see these gifts in each other and are kind to each other this is the way of the, the, the business world of the future and I just love yes. everything about that Stacy I want to make sure too that I want to be um, spreading kindness by letting people know who you are and to connect with you online. Where is the best place that they can find out more about you and your podcast and all the amazing work you're doing? Thank you so much, Young. The best place to find me is my newest website is www.shemeansbusiness.com. And business is spelled B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. And me and my business manager, we're building an Instagram page. And that is, the Instagram is, um, she, S H E dot means M E A N S dot business B I Z N E S S. And also I'm on Instagram and Facebook under Stacy Ho. Amazing. Right, Stacy, I will for sure put all those links directly in today's show notes because I think that people need to connect with you. I think they need to listen to this podcast, especially if they're new to entrepreneurship and they're just not sure which direction to go. Check out Stacy's podcast. I cannot wait for you guys to connect with her. When you connect, reach out to me. Let me know you connected because I love nothing more than connecting awesome people together because it is together that we can rise even higher. Stacy, thank you so much for saying Yay. yes to this interview. I look forward to having many more conversations with you. Yay, 100%. Thank you so much. God bless. In honor of Thanksgiving next week, I'm treating you to a feast. A podcast feast, that is. 
So while you're looking for the perfect Christmas gifts and bargains in your PJs at home or in stores, you can tune in to a full course of podcast goodness. Until then, come on over and join me inside my Facebook community. I do live weekly trainings every week showing you real world examples of how you can show up as your real self in your business and use your awesome content to do so. I'll leave the link for the group inside today's show notes at youngpratt.com slash 309. Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any tips, tricks, or secrets on building a business based around your awesome. Hey, and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you think of the show. And until next time, my friends, go out there today and amplify your awesome.